Welcome to the Cool Girls Only podcast, where we talk about the excitement and uncertainty of navigating our 20s. I'm Jordan. And I'm Maddie. A cool girl is on a journey to becoming her best self, and we're here to share our thoughts and learnings every Friday with you. Welcome to Cool Girls Only. Welcome back to the Cool Girls Only podcast. How's everything going? It's going so good. It's It's going so good. This week flew. This week flew by. We, well, you had what? Monday, Tuesday off? Mm -hmm. I did not, which I'm annoyed about, but (laughs) that's okay. Um, It was a super good week, really productive. It was really nice in New York City this week. Not today. Kind of hailstorm today. But weather is kind of all over the place. It's like one day we have hope, you know, spring is here, and another day we don't. I know. You guys, I was literally telling Maddie that, like, the day was super nice. I cracked the window in my bedroom and just laid in the sun, like the little crevice that the sun could get through. And I just laid there in silence, eyes closed. It was amazing. That's the best. Just in the middle of the work day, yeah, you know. Yeah. Priorities. Exactly. <laughs> How was your week? My week was a roller coaster. So we're recording this on Friday, the Friday before this episode comes out. So a whole week before. So as you guys know, this week was crazy for me. Engagement on Monday. Lots of recordings, lots of work things because it's my last week at my job. Like just so much going on. It's I'm so excited for the weekend to just like sleep, literally sleep. That's all I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to other things, this weekend, but <laughs> mostly sleep. I'm dying over here. Um, this episode is very exciting. Though. I love this episode. So we have Sammy and Maddie from Girl in the Gov and Girl in the Gov podcast on this week. And our conversation was really, really good. It's really about talking about politics with your friends and family. That was really the main focus of the episode, which we haven't talked about before. No, we haven't. This was really the first time we've kind of sat down and talked anything political. So I think it was really good. And like, obviously, sometimes it can be awkward or uncomfortable for people who aren't really into politics. But I feel like we don't get to that point in this episode it's more like a genuine open conversation that we have with them yeah no they were super great super knowledgeable Mm -hmm. really answered a lot of questions we had and like the you guys submitted questions that you wanted to so they really hit hit it all and it was great it was a great conversation so our rec for the week is of course their podcast to stay informed on all things going on and just learn something new, get a new perspective on all things politics. Yeah, go check them out. Excited to have Maddie and Sammy from Girl on the Gov podcast. Welcome, guys. We're really, really excited to have you. And would you like just initially tell us a little bit about both of you and like how you guys met? Yeah. Um, I guess Sam, you can kick it off. <laughs> it's always like a funny story, just because like by like the nature of this like bizarre world that we are in of like social media and whatever. But we literally met on Instagram. Like Maddie <laughs> DM'd me. Like she, sh- oh my God, shooted her shot. Wait, no, 
that's not shot or shot. shot. There you go. Shot or shot. Wow. Okay. So I just like invented a tongue twister or like I probably didn't invent it, but that is how I feel about it. And kind of like the rest of this history from there, but we basically like had a conversation about like expanding sort of what we were doing with, um, you know, rebranding politics and sort of having these new conversations around the topic and yeah, just kind of like grew from there. That's yeah. amazing. That's kind of how we met too. Jordan yeah. DM'd me. I slid into men's really? DMs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Look at us. I know. Look at us go crazy. <laughs> yeah. So how did you guys end up starting a podcast and like why politics? Yeah. Um, well, Girl on the Gun initially was an events company that Sam started in New York. And so she would, you know, throw those events that would meet young people where they already were going, like rooftop bars, workout classes, et cetera. And when she, she during COVID, like was following a bunch of people on social media, trying to expand, you know, and get new, new followers and everything, get in front of new people. And one of those people was me. And we, when she followed me, I looked at her page was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. This is exactly what I've always this mission is exactly what I've always feel like has been needed. And, you know, obviously the events couldn't happen during COVID. So I was like, and I've always thought of that same mission, like in a podcast or in just some type of platform where young people are and not like CNN or like, you know, classic cable news. So I'm like, how can young people get their political like information from a much more relatable and accessible resource and seeing her mission and then like thinking of the podcast and putting them together just seemed like such a good fit. And so when she followed me, I DM'd her. Um, and as far as like why politics, I have always been interested in politics. I, you know, went into college declaring my major as political science and then ended up working on a few campaigns after college and stuff. So I've always been very passionate about politics and wanting to work in the political space. So this was such a fun opportunity to connect with Sam and like to go after this with girl in the gov um, and never expected it to be this and like an entrepreneurial, like, you know, venture in politics, but here we are and like, we're, we're going after it. And so it's really exciting. Yeah. It's like, honestly, bananas. Every time I like think about like when we started, even just like the podcast, I'm like, where the hell are we? Like, how did we get to this point? And I think from my end in terms of like starting girl in the gov itself, like it really came from this point of being super frustrated with realizing that like all of our friends like weren't registered to vote, like they weren't engaged. And I had to like, start asking those questions. Like, why is that? Like, why are we in this position that we're in? Like, why did 2016 happen? Like why even in 2018, like was no one participating and sort of through those conversations became, you know, the answer was, I don't even know where to start. And so a big, big part mm -hmm. of our mission is to like, give people a starting point. You don't have to know everything yeah. in politics. You don't have to like be like a literal, like thesaurus of like political, like vocab, like you can just start with one thing. And we hope that we can sort of chip away at making it more approachable and at least giving like people that entrance to be able to mm -hmm. have conversations about something that's like always been taboo. And like, I always say it like in terms of like a first date, you're always told, but like, you know, like don't bring up like politics, don't bring up religion. And it's like the same thing sometimes with like friends and family, et cetera. And we want to like create a dynamic where you can bring it up and you have something to say where you're like, no, I actually learned this from an expert and whatnot. So coming at it from like different angles, but I think that's sort of, you know, what makes it really strong. Yeah. yeah. 
Totally. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) We're thinking the same things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I, I agree. I think it's a taboo topic and we, you know, love to talk about taboo topics on our podcast. So we were so excited to have you guys on. And of course, what we want to kind of go through today is like talking about politics with friends and family, because Mm -hmm. I feel like that is just like something that is avoided at all costs. (laughs) Like if you're going home for the holidays and you're going to a family gathering, like let's not talk about politics. Yeah. So how, like, how do you guys go about that? Like it is just, I just don't know how to even go about it because it always, for me, it seems like there's a lot of tension involved. And like, I would love for it to just be just a a conversation. conversation. Yeah. 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 It's a tricky one. We actually had like a therapist come on to our show to like, tell us about all of this. And like, especially the it's, I think it's definitely different from like family versus friends. Um, and there are different approaches. I, we always talk about like with friends, like always do it sober. Um, <laughs> make sure that's a really good rule. Yeah. That's a great rule. Yeah. I think that's like a good starting point. Like definitely keep it sober. Um, but I think like trying, I think, you know, being the one to bring it up is, is important because you need to like start to break that ice of like, especially if it's not a normal conversation to have with your friends, just start to bring it up. And, you know, I think, just starting to chip away at that and trying to like make it less taboo. Like we've talked about is really important, but, um, we always talk about like productive communication on, you know, our show or what, you know, when we talk about this specific topic with people is like, make sure that, you know, you're coming at it also from kind of a genuine place. Like you're not trying to come in and like spit all these facts, make somebody feel, you know, inferior or uncomfortable, or, um, it shouldn't be combative. Like it should just be, you know, go at it with a genuine, um, I don't know, just genuine intentions of like, just wanting to talk about these really, really important topics. Cause we really should all be talking about them. And I think all of the just kind of nastiness of politics really clouds it from like really being addressed and talked about, but there are so many ways to talk about a lot of these topics without it being so combative, combative and nasty. And it's, I think, first of all, your intentions are, are everything. Um, and I think also, you know, you should come in with a, a range of facts or at least somewhat of a knowledge of what you're talking about. But we always say too, like sometimes conversations get to a point where it's A, they're like too heated. And I think in, if that does start to become the case, step away. Like just, it's not even worth continuing at that point. So make sure like, you know, your boundary of like, if things get heated or you get that, like kind of pit in your stomach, that like fiery feeling inside of you, like take a step back, go get a drink, go get a snack, like whatever. Um, but also if it starts to get heated and combative, like tell your, you know, tell your friend or your family, whoever you're talking about, like, let's table it. We don't know um, the answer to this, or like, we don't have this fact on deck. Like, let's maybe go do a little bit more research and then like, we can continue this conversation or like, it's okay to like press pause and table the conversations when they do get heated. Um, So those are kind of like some of the, I think like tangible takeaways from how, how to address it. But I don't know if Sam, if you had some more along those lines. Well, I think it's like also like how you bring it up too. And I think you can always test the waters. And like, I think that's first and foremost, the first thing you should do before you really get into the weeds and you're like, listen, the facts, and you're like, let me tell you about this, like yada, yada, yada. <laughs> like instead, like, honestly, like there's so much going on in the world. There's always a news story. Like there's yeah. no lack of that. See what pops up. 
mm-hmm. whether it's like CNN, AP, et cetera, before you go to brunch, or maybe it's a friend one-on-one, whatever it is. And just bring up the story. Like, did you see X, Y, Z situation or, oh my God, can you believe someone said insert whatever story or, you know, phrase, et cetera, and see how they react to that first. And from there, you can kind of have that ability to like read the room. Like, is this going to be a productive conversation? Is this going to be, you know, it can be a little bit of a values check too. Like, where are they at on this and where can we take that conversation? So I think no matter what you do, what you say, what facts you bring to the table, you got to read the room first. And once you do that, you can sort of take it to that next step. So hopefully, obviously the conversation is positive and you like have a lot of dynamics that are going on where it's sharing perspectives and, you know, Mm -hmm. different pathways around the topic, but first and foremost, you got to sort of see where they're at. And even sometimes people might be like, Hey, I'm not comfortable talking about that. And that's totally an acceptable response. Like if that is not your comfort zone and that they're setting that boundary, you have to be able to respect that too. And I think that's important to acknowledge in any of these conversations. Yeah. I, I think if you've never talked about it with your friends, a good, like just issue, like specific way to like bring it up is like, this is an election year. Like ask your friends if they're registered, ask your friends if they like, know there's elections happening or how they feel about that. Or, you know, some kind of more of the like logistical things, like how to be civically engaged. Like, Hey, have you registered to vote? Like, do you know there's election we're voting on this day? Like, that's a good way to like, at least bring it up. And then from there, you know, you can maybe dive into like different issues that you're passionate about or you want to talk to your friends about, but it's also like a good, just like kind of issue specific thing to bring up. That's like not too, um, controversial (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I was gonna say that I feel like so many of us don't even go into these conversations with that mindset because our experience so far has been that like aggression or like combative conversation so to start with we're already like closed off and we don't even know what to say or when that conversation happens we're just like fight or flight we're leaving you know so I think I'm interested to hear what you guys think is so important about talking about politics. Like for the people listening who just avoid these conversations every holiday, they avoid them with their friends. Like, why is it important that we have these conversations? Yeah, I think like a big part of it is that people don't realize like how close together they actually are on these issues. We dissect so many of them, especially when we're doing our top story segment. And as we'll be like dissecting these, you know, different stories, whether it's, you know, voting rights or honestly, any, any other issue thinking about like how close, like sometimes people on the left and right actually are, they're just not communicating properly, or they're not communicating like in a way that really showcases that they're aligned or they're fighting against the same thing. I mean, there's a lot of polarizing forces out there very much working to keep those, you know, people and conversations apart for sure. But I think the more people have personal connection to one another over politics, you'll see how much people actually are closer than you think. And it's not as crazy out there as it may seem. And, you know, it's, it's just a constant need to like, honestly, hear things from other people perspectives and experiences. And if you don't hear other people's experiences or perspectives, I mean, you're never going to grow individually and you're also not going to like help to sort of like grow that American experience. So I think from that lens, it's super important, but also there's so many issues at stake. I mean, obviously this is coming from a liberal perspective, but this year, for example, we're dealing with, you know, the future of Roe versus Wade. We have voter rights getting chopped and locked all over the place. We've got like so much voter suppression. It's crazy. So there's a lot at stake. And so I I think 2016 really put us in the position for these conversations and highlighting of, you know, these crazy, not crazy issues, but crazy positioning of these issues to really be front and center. And it's very hard to ignore 
and sort of the more you ignore it, the bigger, you know, the bigger the issue gets. It's the same thing with like taking out the trash. The more I like, just like ignore it, the bigger the pile gets. And then, you know, it's just too much. So same thing applies with like anything in life. And I think in the political conversation sphere, very much is the same thing. Totally. I would agree. Yeah. I like what you said, like looking at it from a different perspective, honestly, like I think that also comes with maturity, honestly, like just being able to look and see what the opposing side is talking about, or like actually educate yourself and understand where they're coming from. I think that really helps these conversations a lot, but I know there can be like a ton of misinformation out there and it's kind of hard to navigate how to like educate yourself in politics in general. Yeah. So how would you suggest like educating yourself or like, what are some sources or, you know, besides girl in the gov, of course, um, (laughs) that people can go to, to really get that like information. Yeah. We have a ton of amazing resources. And I think along with like similar to kind of the catalyst that spurred us and like girl in the gov and launching what we're doing. Like there's been a lot of people we've connected with that have launched, you know, not similar products by any means, but just like a similar mission of just making everything more accessible. And like, you know, we can even send you guys like a list so that everyone has like access and specific links to things and everything. But there's so many incredible newsletters. Um, like we have a few, um, one's actually called Catalyst 20 and they, and she gives like action items that are like super easy. They just link you to an action. Item. If you want to like call your rep about say Roe versus Wade, she'll give you an email, like template or whatever. There's just like easy action items in, in a newsletter. Like the skim does really good, um, newsletter, just like really bite-sized, um, news. There's just a ton of that. That's, um, I think really came out of like 2020 or even just like the Trump era as a whole, um, that's really making everything more accessible. And I think it's just maybe getting those in front of more eyes that like people need to realize that they're out there. So definitely we can send you a list, but, um, I think so many people are doing amazing work to make all of this more accessible for everybody. So definitely go and check those out as much as you can, but also social media, there's tons of like amazing TikTokers who are breaking down like really complex issues. Um, so just keep exposing yourself to stuff and keep wanting to learn um, because there's so many amazing resources out there. Yeah. And I think too, like in thinking of like, okay, misinformation and there are so many different resources out there, like what's legit, what's not like someone could be on TikTok and just because they have a great audience doesn't mean like their information is correct or what their, you know, their perspective is like, is the, the one and only, you know, way to think about things. I think it's really looking at all these things with like a critical thinking lens and making sure if you see a story is to double check that it's out there on other, you know, other platforms and sort of seeing maybe do the rule of three, see what that story looks like on three different platforms. Maybe it's someone on social media, it's an article on Associated Press, and maybe it's Reuters or New York Times as well. You know, do, do your due diligence and see sort of in the middle, you know, where everything lands, because there's going to be bias in everything. And whether it's, you know, misinformation or not, there's bias in everything in life. So you've got to really do sort of that critical thinking exercise anytime you see a story. And no matter what, I think, even if you're like, oh my God, I already read this story like the last two times, or I like saw this, like you will always gather something a little bit new or nuanced that adds to that. So there's never like a wasted moment. If you read three articles instead of one, or you watch three TikToks instead of one, you know, whatever it is, it's definitely a worthwhile exercise. And I think that needs to be a key approach to any political news that you sort of take in or share. It's like, let's 
take a second, take a breather, like hold on the share button for like three seconds. Like it's going to be there in three seconds from then. And like, just check it out, you know, and always like pose it with questions too. Just because you see something doesn't mean you shouldn't question it. And I think that is really, really important. Like no matter what the source is, like always continue to question everything you see and like think about it from a critical lens. There's always going to be missing nuance, inserted bias, et cetera. So just always keep that in mind. And I think that'll really, you know, help, uh, you know, grow the political knowledge and, you know, everything that you're also sharing with your friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that you kind of talk about being critical and looking at multiple sources. Cause I think Maddie and I talk a lot about social media on this podcast, <laughs> like maybe too much, yeah. but we talk all the time about like curating your feed to be like a positive force in your life and making sure that mm-hmm. the things that yeah. you're reading, like aren't horrible or make you feel like shit about yourself. I don't know. And yeah. part of that, like the downfall of that though, is sometimes we're curating our social content so heavily that we're only viewing like one side of the story. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so important, like you said, to make sure you're not just like putting yourself in a hole and only yeah. reading the same thing from the same source and making sure that we're yeah. like doing our due diligence and understanding it from different perspectives. Yeah, no, okay. I agree because yeah, when you're curating your feed, you can like, you're your Instagram can kind of like form your opinions for you. Like Mm. truly I used to just believe everything I read. And I love that you said to like check three different sources because I fully agree with that. And I feel like kids that live on social media now need to adopt that as well, because it's just an issue. (laughs) Like there's so much out there. It's like, yeah, it's hard to weed through it all. Totally. And even like with the algorithm, it like totally pushes stuff. Like, I can't even believe also sometimes, cause you know, it's like sort of dependent on like who you're around, like depending on like what friend group I'm with, like kind of depends what my explorer page starts looking like. And it gets wild. That I'll is be like, okay, someone clearly has been like researching like a lot of baby stuff. Like I'll see that. I'm like, I like what, like, why is this on my explore page? But like, that doesn't just like apply to that. You know, it also applies to news sources and like other like influencers and whatever that pop up too. But I think, you know, just being aware of sort of like how those like ad tech uh, strategies work as well in terms of proximity to, you know, the people in your life and sort of their habits as well is important to keep in mind because you will, whether you mean to or not, end up sort of in a little bit of a silo. So Mm -hmm. you have to almost take the own responsibility and ownership yourself to like push yourself out of it uh, to be able to, you know, continue to have like new sources and new perspectives in, it's like a little extra work, but Hey, it's worth it. It's like easier than like a high school research project, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, literally only, only We're three sources. So like people are so lazy. Yeah. <laughs> including us, like, including us. We need to be better. <laughs> no, <laughs> everyone has their lazy moments for sure. Yeah. So I, like I said, I posted on Instagram to just kind of see what questions our listeners had and it was kind of broad. Um, but we have a few questions just about politics. So one of the questions our listeners submitted is why are people who find their identity in a political party often so ignorant? And this oh. one, I was like, wow. I thought it like coming in hot, like coming, coming in, in hot. Like, like they have someone in mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, had, they definitely oh, had yeah. someone in mind. <laughs> yeah. So why do people who like find their like, identity in a political party? Like they're, they are so like just, that is who they are. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. like maybe I, they don't know everything about it. Yeah, I think it's like goes back to literally the last points we just made of like being stuck in your own echo chamber and not 
you know, being exposed to new perspectives or new solutions to, to these issues, or even being aware of an issue itself. I think, you know, when you're stuck in, you know, being so loyal to one political party, like you're just screwing yourself over Mm -hmm, um, from like really being able to think of these issues comprehensively and think of real solutions and ultimately like help people. And um, I think the more that we are loyal to a political party, the more just like our country is, is, is in trouble. Um, You know, we, we like our biggest thing on our show is that you know, we are definitely liberal and progressive minded, but we always have from the beginning said like we are holding both sides accountable, like always. And we talk shit about both parties, like on the regular, oh um, but There's we still are like wrong with both. <laughs> yeah. And we're firm in our values, like, because I think your values politically are, are very personal and like really reflect on who you are as a person and the, like characters and priorities you have, like just in life. So, you know, hold, you know, true to those, obviously, like be true to yourself and your values, but it, you should not be like true and loyal to a political party. I think ever, I think that just digs yourself in a hole. Um, And I think the ignorant part of it is like, if you are stuck in an echo chamber of one way to think you're, you're being ignorant. So it's, it's unfortunate too, is like, I think like on a very human level, it has to do with just people wanting to belong to something Mm -hmm. in some group and feel, you know, camaraderie with other people. And that doesn't mean, you know, sometimes that's the easiest avenue. You know, if you grow up in a, or, you know, whether it's like you grow up in one dynamic, your family is all one political party and it's just sort of taught and not even necessarily the values of the party, but the sense of like belonging to it and why it's important, you know, whether it's the same thing as, you know, religion or anything else, you know, you take on that identity because you know, it's important to those people that you already care for and also sort of belong in the same group too. So I think it's a lot of sociology kind of like related yeah. to that more than anything. And I think it's, even then too, you know, you have people that were one party that switched to another party, vice versa, or weren't ever involved and then got really, you know, really hard into one dynamic um, over another. And I think, you know, a lot of those people didn't feel like they belong somewhere. They weren't heard. Mm-hmm. They weren't listened to. And you see that a lot with people that ended up voting for Trump that were Democrats in the past is they felt like there were no solutions given to them. There, mm-hmm. you know, seemed to be, you know, sort of just like, no progress or they weren't being heard or listened to. And that sense is sort of the same thing as like not feeling like you belong anywhere, like nothing is working in that dynamic. So I think, you know, there's a lot of work to be done in terms of educating people on issues and what parties are actually doing for those issues and individual, you know, campaigns and, you know, electeds as well. But I think it really comes down to at the end of the day, like humans want to belong and feel accepted. And sometimes the party, whether the people involved even know that is doing that. So anything that's organized, that's the sort of the mechanism. It's culty. So that would be my answer to that. It's yeah, culty. it's totally culty. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <Yeah>. Agreed. <laughs> that actually ties in really well with the next question we got, which was how do you think someone's upbringing impacts their political views? I think it's everything. Um, I think not only upbringing as far as like who you surround yourself and who raises you, but like where, where were you raised? Like what, what were you exposed to? I think our, um, the way like we're socialized and and raised is, ends up again, like, honestly, it feeds back into kind of like those values that you hold as a, as a person. And then, you know, that bleeds into kind of what you 
what you see these kind of more existential issues that are super political and that we do talk about on a regular basis, like that bleeds into how you think about all of that. So I, I always think about too, it's so crazy just how diverse this country is. Like I grew up in, you know, an affluent town by the beach in California, like, but there's people who like literally live on a farm in Arkansas or like in New York city. Like there's so many different ways to be raised and so many things to be exposed to. Like, how are we supposed to all like think the same? It's almost impossible. Right. So it's like, I don't know, but, and then there's obviously everyone is just so different personality wise and characters wise and like who raises them and the traumas they face and just everything. Um, and so, you know, I think also looking at it that from that lens, it kind of gives people a little bit more grace of like, yeah, this person doesn't like, I don't agree with them, but like, who knows like what led them to think the way they do, you know? I don't know. Right. Totally. No, I totally agree. And I think also like if anyone like wants like a decently nerdy exercise, I very much recommend like looking through a variety of campaigns across this country. Like there's so many <laughs> campaigns running around for primaries and like not obviously, but like, I, I don't know. I think it's obvious with my like lightly Jersey accent that I am like not from a rural area. But like, it's really interesting looking at like campaigns in rural areas, especially like looking at like democratic campaigns. And a lot of the issues are very different from the ones that a Jersey or a New York or a California candidate is running on. You know, it's rural yeah. healthcare and it's, you know, rural economy and like different things in that bucket. And even though they're Democrats and here we think about like women's rights, healthcare, a few other things that are usually the lead on campaigns, it's totally different. The priorities, they're not one is better than the other, not one's more important than the other necessarily. It's just that the priorities are different because the setting is different. The context, yeah. I always say this context is king of everything. Yeah. And I, I really do think, you know, it ends up leading into what you end up thinking politically or how you learn about politics and, you know, where your not even allegiances fall. That sounds culty again, but like kind of, <laughs> you know, and like, whether you sort of stay in it or, you know, leave it or whatever you do with it, I think, you know, that, that upbringing definitely has a lot to do with it, but you know, this world is a crazy place and we are only getting more and more interconnected. So the possibility of that answer changing in like a year, two years, I, I'd love to sort of see, you know, where that lands in the long timeline of what does that even mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think upbringing has a lot to do with it, but then I think experiences and like growing up mm -hmm. a bit, then you can really like when you're finding yourself, then you kind of find your values and then you can kind of change your mind. Some people don't, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So we have one more question from a listener and this one was really good. And it kind of ties back into the overall theme of this episode. And it was, have you ever ended a friendship or relationship because your political views didn't align? Or is there like a line that you draw? Like, I guess. I actually have. Um, okay. And it's, I, I mean, it was along, it was along with a lot of other things, but there is some things like, especially in 2020 with um, in the summer when Black Lives Matter was happening and everything was really heated. Like I had a friend who like literally couldn't give a shit. And I was like, along with so many other things that she did and she's whatever was the, <laughs> the actual only <laughs> friend I had drama with ever. And same with all of my other friends, but, um, that was kind of like just the cherry on top where I was like, I, I think it's just so important to surround yourself like with people that are, you know, share values with you because it can be really draining to like be around people that 
I don't know, just that energy is, can really, it can be negative towards, towards your life. And especially if those are things that you really prioritize, um, again, because politics is just like, it really, it really does expose like really who you are as a person. And I think it's such an interesting way to kind of get to know somebody on a different level and really break down what are your values and like, what kind of person are you? Um, and I have had a few kind of, I think that was my like main one where I was like, okay, this is insane. Like this person who I've had in my life for so long doesn't care about this, like really, really devastating and like existential issue. Like I can't wrap my head around it. Um, but yeah, I think also with friends sometimes, like it's not necessarily like cut them off, but it's like, who do you give your time to? Who do you give your energy to? And there's, (laughs) yeah. And I've had a lot of people who like, there's a lot of people who don't like think like me, who I still, you know, we'll see out or I'll go out with or I'll, you know, still have like fun with and whatever. But I'm like, I'm not spending all of my time with that person just because like we don't align on some things that really are important to me. And I think that's really important to like prioritize in your life and in your relationships. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's like sort of, you know, where are you putting the energy? I just had like a really like wacky flashback to something I totally forgot I did. And it was like, honestly, like the friends thing, I haven't really cut anyone out. I've had honestly very productive conversations that are sort of like a continuous living, breathing conversation with people that I don't agree with. And so luckily I've been in the position where it's just been a continuous sort of like learning Oh, learning circle sounds so weird, but you know, like symbiotic, like situation, but I was supposed to go on this date because God forbid any story of mine, not involved dating, but this Sam is like goes on a thousand dates a year. It's like, I'm just breaking hearts everywhere. It's fine. But I was supposed to go on this date with this kid, like the day after the 2016 election and this kid literally was like, oh my God, I'm so happy Trump won. And at first I thought he was like being sarcastic. He was not being sarcastic. <laughs> oh God. I was like, absolutely not. And granted, just like, you know, there's moments in anyone's life where there's like emotions are heightened. That was definitely a day. Like I remember being like walking around, you know, going to lunch, like from my job, whatever. And everyone was just like crying on the streets. Like it was just a very emotional day in New York city for sure. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely was not having it with this kid. I was like, you will not be seeing me. Like I am <laughs> not going like have fun on the state by yourself and like rip to a new one. Probably could have had a better delivery. Um, <laughs> he apologized to me like two years later when I ran into him with another boyfriend. So it all worked out. <laughs> it all Anyways, worked I out. Really forgot I did this. So this has been an interesting mental journey in this last minute, but yeah, I basically like, I won't date someone that I feel like I really don't align with from the get-go. Like it's putting new energy into something versus like someone I'm already friends with or getting to know that's sort of like the conversation is there. Like, yeah, the energy conversation is definitely within it, but like I'm more open and continuously open to being able to have more conversations and learning new perspectives. Cause it's like a little bit different of like the friend dynamic versus like a dating dynamic. Like yeah. I don't quite know how to dating like, is a whole nother world. Yeah. yeah. We have, we both have a lot of interesting stories about the like politics and dating and that might be, I need to be tabled for be another, another time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's, I completely agree. I think it can get, it can get tricky with friendships for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah I we, think communication is key. Yeah. We, talk all the time about like where you put your energy, where you put your time, like 
who are you talking to? Who are you interacting with? Are you getting the same energy back? You know, we don't want to be in situations or relationships, friendships where you're putting in a hundred percent of the work and you're not getting that back. Like that's not good for anyone. So I like that. I feel like very similar, you know, we don't, if you know your values, you know how you want to live your life. It's great to hear other people's opinions and to keep dialogue open, but you don't want to be at a point where you're just fighting with someone constantly. It's not going anywhere and right. it's not worth it. Totally. Yeah, definitely not. No. And it's like, you just got to know when it's like the point, like, and, and even if it's like not with politics where it's like, this just, this isn't healthy. Like no one's getting, neither side is getting anything out of this. It's not yeah. doing me anything. Like it's like, I think no one realizes like, it's okay to walk away from a friendship. Like it is totally okay. Yeah. Or just, yeah. Set the boundaries or, you know, again, like, you know, limit your time that you don't, again, you don't have to cut off or cancel or blacklist a friend, but it's Mm -hmm. like, who do you spend that time with and who do you give that energy to? I think that's huge. And and, yeah, definitely doesn't just apply to the political stuff. Like it's everything. Yeah. Our last question is something we ask all of our guests and you know, our podcast is just focused on navigating your twenties. So mm. we wanted to know if you guys have a piece of advice for women in their twenties. <laughs> um, I, I would say just like, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like enjoy it. Enjoy the unknown as hard as that is. Like I am still not, I'm still haven't figured that out yet, but I try to remind myself of that all the time of like, this isn't the time to like know exactly who you are or what you want to do or, you know, be settled down or like have all your money or have your husband, like just take the time of the unknown and being by yourself and like, enjoy it. Um, because there'll be probably a time in your life when you look back and you're like, I wish I still had that alone time. I wish I could just do whatever I want. So I try to remind myself of that all the time and just kind of go, go with the flow and, and just be ready for whatever comes. And just don't put too much pressure on it. You're still so young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen to that. I would also say, say yes to everything, obviously within reason. Like, don't be like, oh my gosh, I'm just like, someone said, yes, jump heroin. Off let's do it. You know what I mean? But like, heroin, no. let's go. Perfect. <laughs> oh my God. But like, you know what I mean? Like, if there's a business opportunity, say yes to it. There's a, a moment to connect with someone new, say yes to it. You never know yeah. where something's going to go. If I were asked like six years ago, like what I thought I would be doing at this point, I could not have even guessed or the people that I would know or the things I would have done. Like you just, you never know. And you won't know until you just start saying yes to things again, within reason, my God, I'm so going to like eat those words, but I think that is like a good rule of thumb. And honestly, Jill Zarin says it too. And Jill Zarin's a God. So it's fine. There we go. Amazing. Well, thank you guys so much. Can you guys just shout out like where everyone can find you and like your social media apps? Yeah, you can listen to our podcast every Wednesday or whatever day you prefer to listen to podcasts. And we are on Spotify, Apple, all the things. So go take a listen, subscribe, rate all the things. And then Instagram, we have two Instagrams. We have a girl on the gov and we have girl on the gov, the podcast. And then we have girl on the gov TikTok. So those are kind of our main hubs. So go check us out. And if you have political questions or anything, you know, you want to kind of get more involved, DM us. Like our DMs are open to everybody and we love to answer people's questions and make sure you're registered to vote. It's a huge election year. So start paying attention. 
And one last thing is we do have a really awesome event coming up on March 12th. It's at yes. Y7 and Flatiron. We're going to have like a live show with some amazing politicos talking about the midterm election. So if you're like, what the hell even is the midterm election? Like we'll cover it. We'll get the whole thing going. And then obviously we're like doing hot yoga, which we love. So tickets are on our website. So girlinthegut.com slash events, check it out. Um, and yeah, thanks for having us guys. This is so yeah, fun. Thank you. So fun. And that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you want to stay up to date on everything for the Cool Girls Only podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Cool Girls Only Podcast. And you can sign up for our monthly newsletter at coolgirlnews.com. All of our information is linked in the show notes. We would also love to hear any topics you're interested in or any guests that you think would be a good fit for the show. Feel free to send us a DM on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time, cool girls.